Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Waira UK, part of Telefonica Open Future. Visit waira.co.uk to learn how our acceleration programs can help your startup grow. And this is your host, Michael Shafrat. While many of you are enjoying your summer break, I got a very special summer episode for you on Impact Hustlers. This episode is a special one because it features company builder Zinc in London and many of its entrepreneurs that have built solutions to some of the biggest women's emotional and mental health problems. Zinc is an ambitious incubator inspired by the concept of Entrepreneur First that started in 2017 and has been backed by Local Globe and VC veteran Sol Klein. It is run by former 10 Downing Street policy head Paul Kirby and entrepreneur and former media executive Ella Goldner. When I first met Ella for this podcast, I asked her why Zinc was focusing on solving problems related to women's emotional and mental health in the first program that started in 2017. We're looking at the scale of impact. So we're looking for areas where we can impact at least 100 million people um, in the developed world. So this is one kind of element. The other one is where um, there is huge unmet demand or needs. And the third one is where innovation and technology can make a difference. So um, by kind of, I guess, um, looking at the world from that lens, you can see a few big problems that you can solve, um, too many one would say, but, but probably lots of things you could do. So, so that was kind of the starting point. The second thing was that um, this was our first mission. So when we sat and thought, okay, how are we going to spend the next kind of year and how, how we're going to spend our time, we thought we'd rather start with something that we feel passionate about emotionally um, as, you know, from a personal perspective and knowing that after that at some point it becomes, zinc will be that thing. But before zinc exists, you need something that is kind of gets you going and, and you feel really motivated about. So, um, so that was another element and both Paul and I felt that this area specifically was something that we passionately believed um, needed um, kind of addressing and we had our own kind of personal reasons why we were attracted to that so that's kind of the second thing and then I guess the third thing is just the overall awareness and you know the narrative so mental health has been really um, you know in, in media everyone's talking about it the awareness level of the issues was very high um, and so that's that makes it a bit easier for you to a attract talent because people are interested you know they're talking about it but also there was the sense that everyone is talking about the problem but no one is talking about the solutions so it was again it was kind of um, riding the wave of people kind of public talking about the the problems and riding that wave in to, to then serve the opportunity to solve those those big problems so I guess those were the different reasons why we chose this for our first mission. Do you see yourself also as um, part of a movement to really show that there can be companies built around impact that are profitable and uh, that can grow and be sustainable economically as well? Definitely. I mean, I think... Um And again, I think the fact that, for example, even though it was the first time we did it, we put a call to arms asking people to apply and we got 800 applications within a couple of weeks. And I think that is a testament from a talent perspective that there aren't enough solutions that are addressing real big issues in a commercial way. So that's kind of from a talent perspective. I think people want to do more. They want to dedicate their lives and their time to doing something that is meaningful, that is good. And they also want to make it in a way that is profitable, that is going to give them um, the ability to have economic kind of um, 
um, upside to it so and, and not be apologetic about it. So that's one side of it. And then from an investment perspective, I think, again, um, you see more and more um, investors moving away from that really black and white way of seeing the world. Not, not enough, one would say. And I guess we are in, at the beginning of creating that more of a narrative and a movement. Um, but I think, you know, if you think about it, the way to build a brand, the way to attract talent is by, I think, building companies that solve real issues. Um, and, you know, it's and, and the only way to gain impact is to think about it in a commercial way, which provides scale and, and impact. So I think it's not an either or thing. And we're trying to change the paradigm um, and bring closely together people in the network and in the ecosystem that share that vision, whether it's talent or whether it's investors or even partners. And, and I think we've found a lot of people who share that view um but as you say it's not it's not necessarily the mainstream view but that will be the case in a few years time after we've we've had enough success hopefully <laughs> uh, very good and you've modeled yourself uh, a bit after entrepreneur first like really um uh, on purpose looking at not recruiting ready-made teams basically investing in them but really recruiting exceptional talents um uh, from across the world basically not only the uk so Uh, why is that the approach that you took and uh, why do you think that can maximize Zinc's impact? Um, it goes to, I guess, to the point we were discussing before and you don't, um, I don't think there are enough companies that are looking at the issues from both um, kind of social impact or mission kind of led approach and um, a commercial mindset. So I don't think you can find a lot of companies that are doing that and so we thought we might as well create them. That was one thing. Um, the other thing is we've been working, um, part of our, um, I guess, model is to work very closely with social sciences, with academic partners, and bring them very early on into the mix so people can create businesses that are grounded in research, in theory of change. And again, I think many times you see businesses that are trying very, maybe naively, um, um, solve issues through you know some personal experiences or hypotheses, but they're not really grounded in any research and haven't been tested. And so it was important for us to be able to create these things by design. Um, so if you take kind of the different components of um, social sciences, of commercial thinking, of impact, um, I don't think you have the wealth of, you know, companies that are out there that you can really accelerate so we thought we just might as well create them and yeah ef is a great great model um i think what they're doing is amazing um we're we've been hugely inspired by what they do so we thought okay if it if there is a model that works why not use it and us? there's this quote i think if you want to change the world the best way is to be a founder the second best way is to invest in, in founders and companies what is the world in 10 years that you're trying to help create with with what you're doing at zinc um, I think there are, there are a couple of parts to it. So the first one is I'd love to see some of those kind of biggest consumer and B2B brands, one of which will be coming out of Zing. So the idea that um, we're going to create a brand that is so big and so impactful that it touches, you know, hundreds of millions of people. So for me, if that, if that came out of Zing, that would be great. New success. Um, the other thing will be that if anyone feels that um, you know, there is something they want to be going after and they want to solve, there is a destination for them. It could be us, it could be that we'll create, you know, on the back of that, there'll be others who will do the same. So that's fine. It's just that the idea that people will feel um, empowered and enabled to create solutions um, to solve big issues. I guess that would be the second. And thirdly is just um, create more of, and I, and I know it's an it's a overused word, ecosystem, but create those networks of, 
um, different parts of the of the you know of the solution, I guess, um, that are coming together because you can see a lot of uh, fragmented parts that are trying to solve so pockets of innovation, pockets of talent, pockets of investment, and in a way, hopefully, with in ten years' time, they will all be kind of directed together, moving together um, to solve those big issues. So I think the more we can collaborate, the more we can bring in. Again, in our little way, we're trying to bring social sciences and. Uh, commercial investors and impact investors and entrepreneur and so how do you bring them all to the mix so hopefully in, in, in 10 years time that will be more of the just the best practice and how people operate um, I think across your um, founding team with Sol, Paul and yourself um, you have like years and years of experience with working with startups um, and of course have seen a lot of patterns and uh, what makes startups succeed and fail uh, what kind of patterns are you, are you seeing any substantial difference with impact driven startups and the startups that you have at Zinc uh, in terms of compared to let's say the non-impact driven startups um, uh, do you see a substantial difference of the struggles that they're um, faced with uh, in the early days or anything that stands out that you think um, they need special support with or do you think they're quite similar to to any other startup it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question on one hand I would say it's the same because it's really about people's like needs and consumer needs so you know it's just different types of needs that we're trying to address on one hand you know and you want to think about it in a commercial way in a kind of a venture scale way so, so that would be part one one side of it the other side I guess is that a lot of the people on the program have come here because either they know someone who had gone through and kind of mental health experience themselves maybe at, at times so in a way I think the people on the program have a much more kind of vested interest in what we do it comes from a very deep motivation um, internal kind of passion um, which is good and bad. <laughs> it's good because it gets them going and they're extremely passionate and you can see that they believe in what they do. On the other hand, um, it's a rougher journey. It's very emotional. Um, they're trying to solve for something, you know, of someone who might not be around anymore. So I think on that on that side, we, were quite, we are still quite conscious about trying to support and, and provide some coaching and, and other services just to get through that part. I think that's one thing. Um, but overall, I think in terms of the pattern... Um, It's really just people are highly, highly motivated, so maybe more motivated than your average entrepreneur, just because it's 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 driven by something that is is a bit more emotional. So, I would say maybe that's kind of the different pattern. But it's also early days, so we'll see. <laughs> After talking to Ella, I had a chat with some of the founders in Zinc's first cohort. Here's Madeleine Evans, founder of Level, a well-being platform for the workplace. She explains how she found out about Zinc and why she joined the program. Zinc. I think actually hits a real sweet spot for me and it came at the right time in my professional career. So I've, I've always been, I would say, impact and community oriented. I grew up in a family of a teacher and a head of facilities at the university. And um, that, you know, that's kind of been my focus. I mean, I went the, the professional route. I started off my career in, in private equity and then I was leading B2B product and business development at an online media company. But I had always felt like I had an entrepreneurial urge and wanted to be creative but in a way that was gonna you know have impact be commercial as well when i saw zinc advertised i think it was actually on twitter i thought okay you know this is it actually we need more of these programs in the world that help people bridge the gap from where they are in their professional career to launching mission-focused businesses immediately applied next up julian whale fiona valence and milena perianis founders of safety focused navigational app amble Explain why they joined Zinc. 
on my end, I think it started more from a personal experience also with my mom and like getting through all the suffering that was uh, happening. And also I had the opportunity just after my MBA and having done engineering to say, okay, well, actually I want to start something. And really this thing came as a perfect time for me because of the mission and also because of the structure of the program. And I don't regret it at all. I think it's the best kind of like experience and journey I've ever been in. Just to try to build something and understanding how actually as a person you can build something is just fantastic. Um, I think for me, it's always been something that's really been close to my heart. Um, I've suffered with my own kind of mental health problems and I really wanted to take part in a program that was using social science, which I have experience in, to tackle kind of mental and emotional problems. Um, I studied psychology as well, so it seemed to make sense and um, had always wanted my own business. Uh, so I thought, why not? Just to be kind of, I guess, obviously the stereotype, I'm a pretty big feminist. And so, you know, half the world's population are women. We know that women are doing, you know, I think it's like 70, 80% of consuming and yet companies and solutions aren't built, developed for women. And I've always wanted to do that. And when I saw the mission, it, it made sense. We didn't have to fight for space. We didn't have to defend the fact that we wanted to help women. It was there in the mission. It was kind of this perfect opportunity to kind of to lead and, and look at kind of what are companies and what are solutions look like when you change the kind of the user and that we you know we think that everyone's equal but we don't all have the same needs and preferences and this was an opportunity to really think about that diversity and this is billy quinlan the co-founder of Leica, a startup focused on women's sexual health and pleasure explains why zinc's mission matters to her personally so i was in a very corporate job and feeling very unfulfilled um, and started a career change and thinking about how could i do more purposeful and impactful work so I started training to be a health coach um, I had a lot of gut issues with myself and was like okay let me start here let me try and understand my own health and then see where that leads me um, and then I moved positions within my job and started working in learning and development and um, which was all about growing people and getting to the heart of what they want and um, helping them move forward and I really realized that I loved working with women I really enjoyed um unlocking their potential and helping them move forward and progress and and seeing how much they could achieve and like really believing in themselves so I decided I wanted to kind of continue with my health coaching business and launch it specifically for women and help them transform their um, physical and emotional health and then I went on this incredible trip um, with a charity called 109 World and it was all about women empowerment and sexual violence in the Congo and it was a just a short trip to learn about the issues facing in the Congo, but then also the issues closer to home. And there were 35 women on that trip and 80% of the women there had experienced sexual violence. And they were from the US, from the UK, from the Nordics. And I left that just kind of overwhelmed with, this, with how dire the situation is and what women are experiencing and exposed to. Um, and just really frustrated and angry with this. And I really wanted to say, how can I have a bigger impact? Health coaching is great, but it's kind of like one-to-one. -one. How can I explode this and have a more impact on more women to help them unlock their potential and empower them? And that's when I stumbled across Zinc. And I, I saw the job description. I saw what they were trying to do. The mission was all focused on women, obviously. Um, and I just thought this is a perfect opportunity to get the mentorship and to meet like-minded people that would help me on the journey that I'd already started of my own. All the founders you just heard from went through an intensive six-month program, starting by not even knowing each other, and then exploring some of the biggest problems related to women's mental health. Finally, towards the end of the program, they started to create actual teams and actual startups. Madeleine, the founder of Level, 
who you just heard from, explains the problem Level is trying to solve. You've really seen in the past kind of couple of years the rising epidemic of workplace stress. 60% of UK workers report being stressed out by work. That's actually 64% of women, so a little bit more. Um, women who are aged 25 to 34 are twice as likely to suffer from burnout now than in 1990. And 50% of millennials say that they're thinking about leaving their job because they're feeling burnt out from work. Our mission is to eliminate burnout by empowering women and the men who will join us with the skills to be the leaders of today and the future and to create a more positive vision for work. Um, the concept that we're working on is quite simple. So we're looking at positive market and something that's actually scalable and has both B2C and B2B to C opportunities. We're creating what I'd like to call kind of the headspace for personal development very simple, bite-sized content, practical exercises, targeting those life skills, emotional, practical, interpersonal, that we, that we all just really need right now. <laughs> Fiona from Amble explains why the world needs yet another mapping app for smartphones. Um, well, there's millions of maps on the App Store, but most of them have been built by men. And actually, they assume that I want to get somewhere the quickest and they don't actually take into account my comfort. So we kind of thought to ourselves, how crazy is it that you can have custom-based anything else, but there aren't maps? And actually, one of the, the biggest kind of things that we were finding with our users was that people are afraid. People are constantly mitigating risk and changing their routes and doing it very subconsciously. And myself and uh, my co-founder, Milena, were both kind of chatting about how we do it all the time. I take a different route home than I do um, when I leave the flat in the morning because I don't want to walk past certain places at night. And it's really frustrating when I go to new places that I'm constantly on edge. So actually, why doesn't my map already tell me how I can feel more comfortable whenever I'm going to my own home or going to somewhere um, that I'm not familiar with? Julian elaborates on what Ambel's current focus is that will make the app successful in the long run. I think right now is about building the best product ever. And so I think there's a strong focus about, of course, understanding the users and spending a lot of time with users, but also technically building it and making the best out there because that's the only way we can actually bring that strong added value to the users. So it's, for me at least, like all about that product and how to make it the best possible. And in parallel, as Mila was saying, actually, how do we actually make a business out of that? And Amble has big goals. Milena explains the company's 10-year plan. Well, we joke about buying CityMapper. That's our 10-year goal. Um, but I think like fundamentally, like women are our first mission and it's a clear target market. And we really, it, we relate and we feel that kind of as co-founders why it's necessary. But we're looking at all different groups. So in 10 years time, we want to be mapping spaces for people living with disabilities. We want to look at the elderly and children. And so we're really talking about m mobility and movement for everyone. And I think that's why overall our vision is about changing the way people feel and move because it's, it's about cities. It's about reclaiming cities and kind of reconnecting communities back to public spaces. Let's hear again from Billy, who together with her team is working on Leica, an app that allows women to discover their sexual pleasure. She explains why there is a need for sexual experiences that are focused on women's needs. My co-founders and I came together in October and uh, we bonded over female sexuality and female pleasure and how we all believe it's like a fundamental core to who we are 
and yet we're never told about the enjoyable side of it. So sex education stops at consent if it even gets that far. It's not even mandatory in the UK until 2019. Um, and no one says to you, you know, sex should be enjoyable. And that sex starts with yourself. It starts with understanding your body. It starts with masturbation. And it starts with like unlocking your own desires and really learning what brings you pleasure. And that is crazy. We, you know, we were sat around a table and we're like, how is this the situation? Um, and then we kind of said, okay, well, the women that are learning about their bodies and the women that are exploring their sexuality and kind of, and masturbating, where are they going? Like, what's arousing them? What's getting them stimulated and encouraging them to do that? And actually, it's porn, but it's porn that's for men. So we have seen a 2.7% increase globally of, of female users on Pornhub alone. Um, but, but porn wasn't designed for women. It's very, you know, it's very male-centric. And um, we believe it's time for that we cater for the 51% out there, the, the women, because we know that more women than ever are exploring their sexuality and they deserve something that's tailored to them that really allows them to lean into their imagination, explore it shame-free and um, become sexually empowered. Would you describe like as porn or does it go beyond that? We see our platform, yes, it's porn, but we also see it as being a place where you can educate and we can educate women sensibly and um, correctly in a way that porn doesn't. Porn is artificial entertainment. It was never meant to be educative, yet more people than ever are going there for, for education because there aren't, their questions aren't being answered. Um, so we were originally kind of positioning it as education through fear of how people would perceive porn and the, what we were trying to do. Um, and it was actually a female VC that said to us, position this as porn. It is porn. It's exciting. You're smashing through a taboo. Um, people are looking for porn. They want this. Um, and actually you're not going to it was going to be chalk and cheese you're not going to resonate with everyone some people will be horrified by the concept of what you're trying to achieve but the women that get it and the men that get it will love it and will buy into it we have to be smart about who we talk to um, because there is no point in trying to speak to everyone this isn't something that crosses everyone that where they will, they will love it it's like Marmite you love it or you hate it so we are going after people that get it and um, share our vision and our passion for sexual well-being. When I asked Billy about Laika's long-term goal, she revealed ambitious plans. Ultimately, what we want to create is better sex for everyone um, and a better understanding of your body. And a couple of our early users um, that tested our first prototype have used the prototype in ways that we weren't even expecting. So one of our, uh, our early adopters um, was listening to the audio erotica, listening to this personalized audio erotica in a car on the way with her hubby and he she was giggling and he was like what are you what are you giggling at <laughs> she said oh, i'm listening to this this prototype she said, okay put it on the radio let's hear it together um, and she was initially hesitant and thought okay let, well let's do this and he got so aroused that he was like i can't focus on driving turn it off they later used the uh prototype during sex and she rang us like, this is the best sex i've ever had it was amazing not being distracted by a, a visual not being distracted by um, a video but just being able to be immersed in the audio experience and let that like take our imagination away so we've had a really positive response yeah If you got inspired and would like to find out more about Zinc, check out their website on zinc.vc. That's zinc.vc. They are currently recruiting for their second cohort, which will be focused on unlocking new opportunities for people and places that are hard hit by globalization and automation, a very relevant topic. Here again from Ella Goldner, the co-founder of Zinc, talking about what exactly they are looking for in people 
that are interested in joining the next cohort? I guess above above all is this kind of drive and passion. So, you know, and, and it's it's not just, I guess, for us, it's any any entrepreneur, you want them to really believe in, in what they're doing and want to do something that is meaningful and they want to dedicate the next few years of their lives. So, um, but for us specifically, will be around, you know, the missions that we're kind of promoting. Um, second thing is kind of binding to our vision that you want to have that, um, to, to gain that impact, you want to work in a commercial setup, you want to believe in the model that um, it's okay to think about charging people for those services to help them, whether it's mental health or you know education or loneliness, whatever is coming. Um, then the other thing is that we're looking for people who are quite, um, we call them spiky. So um, as opposed to any kind of general management type of role where you go and you need to be really well-rounded and 360, actually we look for people who are really good at one thing. Um, either they're really like great tech people or they uh, are product people or, you know, they do sales extremely well. Um, so that's kind of another point that I think, um, which is quite unique, is we believe in the multidisciplinary approach. So we are trying to create these uh, very um, unconventional combinations sometimes. And, you, and, and some of our teams, you look at them and you think they would never, ever get along. But for some reason, it works like magic. They all buy into the values, into the mission. They all believe in what they're trying to achieve. And then suddenly it all comes together. So I think, I think it's kind of having that very specific, unique set of skills that you have that you want to bring to the table and use that. Um, and have a point of view that's really important so it's not just that you buy into it and you want to change the world but you have a strong point of view about how to do that you can apply directly on their website just as a reminder that was zinc.vc that's it for today's episode of impact hustlers we'll be back in a few weeks with our next season and we'll be launching new episodes much more regularly Um, so stay tuned to learn more about entrepreneurs that are solving the world's biggest problems thanks very much this was Impact Hustlers. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Waira UK, part of Telefonica Open Future. Learn more about Waira on www.waira.co.uk. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impacthustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.